Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Alex, thank you for joining me on the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Tell us a little bit about you. So I am a former English teacher and I love, I mean, writing is why I became a teacher. I have had a love of writing since as early as I can remember. My dad is a published author. Our house was filled with books and I think I'm adopted. So I can't say that I was out of the womb a reader, but I was off the plane from India a reader. I was adopted into a very literary family and I've just had a love for that. So I wanted to be a writer out of high school. And my dad said, I don't want you to have your dreams killed. Writers don't make a lot of money. Could you be a teacher and teach other people how to write? And then you could write on the side. And I was like, okay, dad. It was very logical. You know, 18 year old Alex's brain felt like, you know, he was saying your dreams are not going to happen. But as I got older, I realized it was just a dad protecting his daughter and, and seeing my love of writing and him really not wanting not to be washed. So I did that for a couple of years. And then with the COVID pandemic, I decided to step away and I did some other things for a year. And then I found you and your amazing ideas and all of these cool things that you've got going on with publishing. And it was like all of the little pieces of my life sort of clicked and fell into place. And it was like, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, I had my dreams crushed my senior year, not by my father, but literally from (laughs) my driver's that teacher slash PE teacher slash assistant principal, because I'm from a small town. I wanted to be an FBI profiler. I wanted to be Jodie Foster from Silence in the Lambs. And I went into my, I went into Mr. Blackwell's office and we were chit-chatting and I told him what I wanted to do, that I wanted to go to college, double major in criminology and psychology. And this was my, you know, focus. And and he was like, "Mm, do you know how many people get into the FBI? And I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) I think you should go into business. You have a good business brain. And I think that would be a good fit for you. And he said specifically finance. And so I literally that moment said, okay, that sounds good. And I completely switched what I decided I was going to do, which changed my decision on my college and everything just from this man who was an amazing, amazing teacher and educator. Um, But I had kind of that similar kind of, you know, let's go ahead and kind of put some realistic expectations into an 18 year old's brain and see what happens from there. And I still love like, Criminal Minds, like all of all those shows I get so into. I read all the books. So I still have it as part of my like passion, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. So you kind of started answering my next question, which was, you know, why did you decide to join Influence Network Media Team and help with Talent Fusion? Um, so obviously this writing is your passion, but what kind of made you think, oh, I, I want to do publishing. I want to do the production, kind of the backside of the writing process. Well, it's very much like teaching. So the reason that I loved teaching was I love to help people. I love working with people. And I I really, I had a great sense of accomplishment at the end of my school day. And at the end of the school year, there were kids that I could look out and see, I know I made a difference in their lives. Whether it was they loved me or it was like, I really don't like this class. I'm, I'm going to try and do my best. But 
it's not my thing. And by the end of the year, inevitably kids who would say, you know, they would walk up to me the first day and say, I hate English. I just want you to know that I hate English, hate writing, hate reading. And by the end of the year, they wouldn't be like, I love reading now. But they would come up to me and they would say like, I know how to craft a good argument. I'm like, that's that's all I wanted. And so working with you and working on this backside of writing a book, I feel like it's very similar. You're working with people who have great ideas. You know, I would always tell my students, everybody is a writer and not everybody believes that, but it's true. Everybody has a story to tell and everybody has a unique perspective. And there are so many people out there who have those unique stories in them who don't feel like they know how to get them out. And so if I can help kind of pull that out of somebody, then I feel like I'm kind of doing what I did with teaching where it's like I'm giving people who felt like they don't know how to get their voice heard to get their voice heard. And I've seen some really great, you know, I've seen some really great things come from these authors where, you know, we would have our initial meetings and they would say, I have this great story. I know how I want to tell it, but I don't know how to tell it. I, If I was sitting down with you and I was telling the story, I would know exactly how to say it. And so to get them to think about it like less formal, your chapter can be really informal. Your chapter can be, it's having a conversation. Think about it like you are on the page and you are you are jumping into that reader's home, their office, the train that they take to work, whatever it might be. And you're talking to them. And a few authors when I said that to them, they were like, oh my gosh, I, I've never thought of it like that. So those moments that I had of like dropping those little nuggets felt like I was back in the classroom. So it feels really second nature to me, even though it's a different medium, even though it's a different, you know, environment, it's all still the same. I mean, everybody just wants to be told that they can do it and that, you know, to have somebody believe in them. And I feel like that's what we do for these really awesome authors who weren't authors six months ago, but they're about to be, you know, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you got to talk to each and every one of them. That was something that we wanted you to do so you could get to know them, get to know kind of where they were going to be kind of going with their chapters. You know, obviously it's a talent book and you were an educator, so it's a different industry. So, you know, from those conversations, what did you learn from them? And did you see any common themes around kind of what they were going to be writing about? I learned so much from each one of them. Each conversation was really enlightening. And I left each, each interview was supposed to be about 15 minutes. I did not speak to one author under 45 minutes. They were so insightful. I just felt like I was talking just really brilliant people um, with really amazing perspectives. And the common theme through each of the 10 authors was people first, especially after COVID. In the talent space, there was such a lack prior to the pandemic of people first thinking. And then when the pandemic hit, there was a reactive approach to how do I take care of my people? And I think a lot of companies saw, oh, I should have been proactive. I should have been putting my people first, first and foremost. Because of the pandemic, they had to backpedal and go, okay, how do we take care of our people now? And of course, all of those things work from home, being flexible, you know, with kids being at home doing virtual learning. There were so many different ways companies had to, to be people first. And each one of the authors that I spoke to said, we saw that firsthand. We saw whether they were consulting or they saw it within their own companies. We need to be putting our people first, talking to them, asking them what they need on a regular basis. I mean, you're working with people, you're not working with robots, right? And if you can put people first and be proactive, then, you know, what we're seeing now as things are starting to open back up is people are are being given, come back to the office or, you know, going back to those very rigid um 
pre-pandemic environments. And many people are saying, you know, no, I'm not going to do that. I was really productive working from home. I was happier. I didn't spend as much money. Whatever it is that your people at your company prioritize, they don't want to go back to those pre-pandemic type situations. And I think that what it comes down to, um, the third thing that was a really big theme is communication. I think there was a really large lack in communication with your people and having regular check-ins with your people. How are you doing quarterly? What has worked? What hasn't worked? You know, those conversations shouldn't happen at an exit interview, but I think that they do. I think that's the only time, you know, constructive criticism from employees happen. So I was really interested in in the vast fields that our authors are working in to hear that that was, those were the three common themes, people first, communication and flexibility. Yeah, I would say that with my experience in HR, the people first, you think that's kind of a, almost like a duh, that should be happening. Uh, But a lot of times when you're trying to mitigate risk and you're trying to work with uh, a diverse group of people, you go to the the black and white type of mentality, or you kind of take the person out of it and kind of just look at it in a, in a a robotic view. And the pandemic definitely made you have to find out, like, does your employees have children? (laughs) Are they home? Are, do they have a safe environment to work in? And, and that is, you know, something that we weren't doing beforehand. So I'm really hoping that some of those forced pieces that we had to do as a society stay with us. And we, we continue Mm -hmm. to, like you said, people first communicate and have some flexibility around your, around your, you know, employees. So there's a lot of people out there who want to write their own book and do it themselves, right? They want it to, I was one of them. I wanted to, you know, get my hands dirty through the whole process. So now that you've started doing some of the publication, the editing, the formatting, you know, are there any tidbits or any advice that you have for those authors who want to do it themselves? First and foremost, just do it. If you want to do it, just do it. I mean, sitting around and thinking about it and talking about it, that's not doing it. And if you, if you talk about what you want to achieve, that's not actually working towards that goal sit down and just start writing, put pen to paper, put your fingers on the keys and just, I mean, even if it is kind of like word vomit or stream of consciousness, that's okay. And then find somebody that you trust, even if you're not going to be able to work with a publication company for financial reasons, if you want to do it yourself, fine, but find somebody you trust, whether it's a company and an entity or a person, a friend, your spouse, parent, a family member who can fine tune it for you. And somebody who who knows what they're doing, who's going to have a critical eye as well, who's not just going to say, oh my gosh, that's amazing beautiful job. You want somebody who's going to be able to kind of pick it apart, but in a constructive way. So they're boosting you up while also offering legitimate pieces of advice. But for most of the authors that I spoke with in our interviews, most of them said, I've always wanted to write a book and I just didn't know how. And it was like when somebody gave you a deadline of you have to have this done by this date, you have to have your outline done by this date, then you you have to do it. You have to produce those materials. So maybe, you know, sit down and think about what are the different pieces. I mean, even if you go back to school and your brain and like, what, what would an English teacher want from you? Okay. They want a topic for a paper, figure out what you want your title, your topic to be say that you're going to give yourself a week to brainstorm that and then have that written down by Friday at five o'clock, whatever it might be. 
And then the next piece, I'm going to outline, give yourself two to three weeks to outline each part of how long do you want your book to be? How long, you know, do you want sections of your book? Do you want other people to collaborate with you to get those pieces together? Really just sitting down and, and doing the work to put pen to paper, like I said, keys, you know, fingers on, on your keys and just start writing. I think that's the best advice because if it lives in your brain, it stays in your brain. You want to get it out. And there were so many authors that we worked with really, I think that you, you would agree who felt like, well, I'm not an author. This is, there's no way I could get this out. And then here we are and we're in the final processes. And all I'm doing now is nitpicking font size and, oh, should I put a comma there? I, I didn't, we didn't do any of that writing. They did the work. They sat down and put their fingers on the keys and they did it. Whereas in April, March, when I was talking with them and interviewing them, they were like, I just don't know. I don't know if I can do this. This seems really daunting. And I think for most people, writing a book is on most people's bucket list. I think whether you want to admit it or not, I think it's a really amazing goal to have. And I think if you can say at the end of your life, I wrote a book, that's a pretty great accomplishment and achievement. So I would imagine that most people would say, yeah, if I could have my name on the front of a book, that would be amazing. And so many of these authors who said that said, I've always wanted to write a book, but, and it was trying to get over that butt of well, why haven't you and it's I didn't know how to start and it's like you just kind of start I hate to be like Nike but just do it just write just write see what comes out and then like I said find somebody who you trust um you know if, if you're wanting it to be in a really professional space then you need to find a professional publishing company to help you because mom dad sister brother love you but they may not have the tools and probably don't have the tools to really help you get your goals achieved you want to do it in a professional space find the people who can help you and just do it do you think you'll ever write a book yes I do and oh my goodness I've always wanted to write a book but knowing all of the back end parts of this now I'm like I could never have done this had I just sat down and been like I'm gonna write a book I would have just sat down and written yes because I have that that's one of my artistic loves but when it would come to publishing I could see myself just staring at my computer for like years and being like okay now what so for many reasons I feel like finding you was kismet because it was not only have you done it and you're an amazing person and I know that you're a great resource personally for that but now I've seen the back end of how formatting work how all of these little pieces that I would never have thought about there are so many parts of publishing a book that I'm like, I never even thought about that but books are so a part of my life there are just so many little I think underappreciated parts of publishing a book that has given me a great appreciation for those who have done it for so many years and been successful. It's hard. It's really hard. So I think I will, but I hope you'll help me. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm excited yeah. to chat further about that and see, you know, what you want to write about and be able to, you know, help you just like we've been able to help all these, you know, amazing talent experts now become authors August 27th. So Alex, if someone wants yeah. to connect with you, you know, how can they do that? What yeah. So um, LinkedIn, I'm very responsive. Um, I think I'm your typical like mid millennial. I'm always on my phone. So if I get a message or a comment on LinkedIn, I'm pretty active on there. Feel free to reach out. Fantastic. I'll make sure to put your LinkedIn link into the podcast news. But I just want to thank you for joining Book Smarts Business Podcast. Thank you for being a part of the Influence Network media team. And you know, I'm excited to be able to move this forward so that we can start hearing from the author 
authors of Talent Fusion on the podcast. So listeners, when this comes out, the next couple podcasts will be the authors from Talent Fusion and excited to hear from them, hear about their chapter and their writing journey. So thank you so much, Alex. Thank you so much. And thank you for the opportunity. I've loved it. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.